Hey there. Have you ever thought about having your very own business or services talked about right here on the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast? Well, it is your lucky day, my friends. I am officially opening up opportunities to be a sponsor to have your very own 30 or 60 second ad right here within the show. To learn more about how you can partner with me as a podcast sponsor, or maybe even through Instagram, Facebook, or email marketing, visit coachkaya.com forward slash partner to learn more. I would love to work with you. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. It's a big year for me, you guys. You know why it's a big year? It's a big year because this is the year that I planted my very first garden, or as I like to call it, my yarden. I don't know why it just found, sounds sexier or more fun that way. So it is It is now the Yarden. If you hang out with me on social media, you've been seeing me talk a lot about the Yarden and bringing y'all along with me for that journey. I've partnered with my local farmer-owned co-op farm supply company for this whole experience. They wanted to bring me on this year as an influencer to work with them, and I wanted to come up with some really fun ideas that felt aligned with me and their brand, and I just felt like this was the one to do because historically, I have not had a great track record with plants. I either drown them too much with love and water, or I just forget that they exist entirely until they shrivel up and die a slow, painful death. And I'm really working on finding the happy in between. But the reason I took on this project and pitched this idea to Farm Supply was because I want to try to prove to myself over and over again that I can create new habits, that new habits can be formed and that identities can shift. What do I mean by that? You know, when I embarked on my health journey, I had a lot of these identities in my head that I didn't even realize I had placed on myself and believed so deeply were facts about me that weren't actually true. I just believed them for so long that they felt true. For example, I thought I wasn't a morning person. I thought I wasn't an active person. I thought I wasn't a hat person. Now... I love waking up early in the morning. I love to move my body every single day. And I wear hats like a freaking boss, if I do say so myself. And I think so much of our growth when it comes to personal development is about getting curious about what are the identities that we hold true about ourselves and asking ourselves, is that true? Or does it just feel true because I believed it for so long? Do I want that to be true or do I want to believe something different? So when it comes to the yarden, I want to believe that I do have the ability to have a green thumb after all. I want to believe that I have the ability to be a very great gardener, to be a very great plant mom. I just don't think that I've applied myself to the process yet like I am now. Time will tell, and I'm taking y'all along for that journey with me. But so far, things are going better than I've expected. And I'm learning a lot in the process, not just about gardening, but also about myself. So much so, in fact, that it has inspired an entire podcast episode. Today, I am sharing with you five things that my yarden is teaching me. And trust me, it's a lot less to do with plants than you probably think. So let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way. 
mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now, let's get climbing. The first thing my yarden is teaching me is that sometimes you have to create space to grow into your full potential. I have two raised beds, three foot by six foot. They're fairly small. And I really had this desire to just fill them to the brim with plants and seeds and all the things. However, friends, when you plant a new seed, you got to look on the back of the packet because it tells you how far you need to plant each seed from its neighbor. If you overplant a garden bed, those plants are not going to have enough room for their roots to spread out and for them to grow and flourish into their full potential, right? If you crowd out a garden with too many tomato plants, you're going to have a bunch of sad little tomato plants instead of having maybe one or two thriving tomato plants. And I think this is true when it comes to us and our own personal growth as well, as if we are the plants in these gardens. Sometimes you have to create space to grow into your full potential. Now, I've talked about this previously on the podcast, but myself this year, I am making space by clearing up things in my calendar. Sometimes creating space means creating more time or leaving more open time on your calendar if you can. For me, that means saying no to projects. Like this year, I have not committed thus far to hosting a retreat myself. I wanted to give myself space on the calendar this year so that other things I'm working on have more time and space to grow into their full potential. I only have so much energy to give. So how can I give the projects that I'm really focused on right now the due diligence and the needed space and time in order for them to grow instead of doing 70,000 things and doing them all really poorly? I think having space can also look like maybe you're growing out of a your hometown. Maybe it means that you need to move to a different city, a different place where you can grow in different ways that maybe your hometown doesn't allow you to do. Maybe creating space means leaving a relationship that is no longer working for you, whether it's a friend relationship, a romantic relationship. Sometimes you have to create space to grow into your full potential. So I want you to get curious, friend. Where in your life do you need more space? Is it in your physical home? Do you need to go through and do some spring cleaning and some decluttering? Do you need to create some space in your closet by throwing away the clothes that no longer fit you or no longer bring you joy? You need to throw away half the Tupperware because you know it doesn't even have a lid to go with it. Come on, friend, and it's time to do that. Do you need to create space by cutting things out of your budget so that you can create more space for where your money can take you? Where in your life do you need to create space? Because as my yarden is teaching me, friends, sometimes you have to create space to grow into your full potential. Lesson number two, if you don't make time to pull the weeds, they will weaken what's good. We can take this very literally, right? If I am watering my garden every single day, odds are not just the plants that I love are getting that water and nourishment, but also the plants that I don't love are also getting that water and nourishment. And there's going to be some pesky weeds that pop up in this garden. And in order for me to make sure that those weeds aren't stealing the energy and nourishment from the plants that I want to thrive and grow, I've got to pull them. I've got to make sure that they aren't sucking up that energy and I got to get rid of them. Now, I want to take this a little bit more 
deep with you guys, okay? And we're no, we're no longer talking about physical plants, okay? I want you to instead imagine with me for a moment that your brain is a garden, okay? And all of the plants in your garden, in your brain, represent thoughts, okay? All the thoughts in your brain are these plants that are in your garden, okay? Are you, are you tracking? Your brain is your mental garden and the thoughts are the plants. Now, some of those thoughts that you have are great thoughts, right? They're the good ones, the ones that you want to see thrive and grow. Let's imagine their thoughts like, I am worthy and enough, or thoughts like, this body is good, or thoughts like, you can do hard things. Whatever these thoughts are, okay? We all have these thoughts, and some of them are really great and good. We want them to flourish and thrive. But I bet, in fact, I know that not all the thoughts in your thought garden are great, right? Some of them are weeds. Like maybe some of these old thoughts in your brain are thoughts like, I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm such a failure. I'm so ugly. I can't believe I let myself get like this. Whatever those old thoughts are, I want you to imagine that those are the weeds, okay? Now, we have about 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. Imagine that many plants in your garden, your mental garden, okay? And almost 90% of those thoughts are repetitive. They happen every single day, which means that you have those pesky weeds popping up every single day. So what does that mean? Well, friends, what that means is that you have to make time to weed out those negative thoughts every single day. Because if we are not mindful of the weeds that are growing in our mental garden, those thoughts that do not serve us, they're going to come back tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. And if we do not make time to pull those weeds, if we do not make time to recognize that these thoughts are not serving us and the greater good of what is meant for us, then they are going to weaken all of those positive thoughts. I would say that our negative thoughts in our brain, unfortunately, have a lot more power, are a lot stronger than the positive ones. Our brains have negativity bias. So we have to be really intentional about making sure that we pluck those weeds every day. When we hear that old negative repetitive thought pop up, recognize real quick, oop, that's not one of the good ones. That's not one that I want to water today. Where energy flows, things grow. And we have to stop watering the weeds. And I'm talking about your thoughts here, friends. We have to stop giving our energy to the negative thoughts that will continue to suck the life out of the good, positive thoughts we're working to foster and grow. Maybe those thoughts are affirmations. Maybe there's an affirmation on your mirror that you want to believe so, so much, but there is a nasty little weed that is stealing your energy from your ability to believe that that is true. If you do not make time to pull the weeds, they will weaken what's good. If you do not make time to recognize your negative thoughts that are not serving you, they will weaken the positive affirmations you're working to foster in your life. You've got to make time to pull the weeds. Lesson number three, don't be discouraged if the first seeds don't take. Sometimes you need to plant new ones. After I planted my yard in, some of them I used transplants, so they were already you know, semi-sprouted. And then some of the plants that I planted were just seeds. And I got so excited, y'all, when I finally started to see the little green seedlings pop up out of the soil. I felt like the happiest little plant mom ever. Like, oh my gosh, it's really working. It was so exciting. But I noticed that some of them, only one or two of the seeds that I'd planted were coming up and I was feeling so 
discouraged by it. I was like, what the heck? Why is this not working? Why are only some of them growing and some of them aren't? Am I doing something wrong? And then I remembered that the woman at the garden center told me that after a week or two, reseed, reseed the line of seeds that you already planted because not all of them will take. And so I took a deep breath and I was like, oh, this is normal. I'm just going to add more seeds to the mix and I'm going to water them and hope that these ones take. And that's what I did. So I'm waiting right now. We're going to see if they're growing. But I thought this was such a beautiful reminder to me that the same thing is true when it comes to the good seeds we're trying to plant in those mental thought gardens. Don't be discouraged if those new seeds you're planting, maybe they're the positive ones, the affirmations you're trying on. Don't be discouraged that they don't take at first. Sometimes you just need to plant them again and again and again and again and again. I mentioned that almost 90% of our thoughts are repetitive. Well, yes, that's true for our negative thoughts. It could also be true for our positive thoughts as well. However, if most of our repetitive thoughts have been the negative ones, I bet those have been repeating in your brain for years, if not decades. So give yourself time and space to recognize that the new seeds you're planting those new positive affirmations, those new positive beliefs, those are going to take time to become repetitive seeds as well. They're going to take some time to really take root in your brain and to really start to thrive and flourish. Don't be discouraged if saying something positive once doesn't work. Odds are it's not going to. Sometimes you just have to replant it again and again and again. It's called reseeding. And sometimes we got to reseed our little brains too. Lesson number four, sometimes you have to set boundaries to show others how to love you better. Now, when it comes to my garden, I am talking specifically about my porch cats, y'all. I put in these two raised beds and so excited to plant all my delicious, yummy fruits and vegetables. And my cats were also very excited because you know what they thought? Ooh, a big new litter box and playground. And The funniest thing about this, (laughs) y'all, this is going to be a side tangent for a second. I'm nervous about having children with my husband because of this. My husband, thus far with our cats, is definitely the kind of parent who is in denial about the naughtiness of his children, okay? Because when I come out to my yard and I notice that my plants are uprooted, that there are holes dug inside of the soil, of course, I'm like, kitties, what on earth have you been doing? How dare you? And Brent is so quick to jump in and say, have you witnessed them doing that? How do you know it's not the squirrels? How could you blame our beautiful, precious, sweet little kitties? Even after I pointed out to him, while one of them was digging up my garlic, he is still in denial, my friends. What is he going to be like when we have physical, real human children? Is he also going to be in denial? I don't know. Jury's out. Anywho, Sometimes you have to set boundaries to show others how to love you better. And my cats continue to jump in my garden. They continue to nestle in. My cat, Pud, seems to think that the mint plant is just his personal scratching post that he likes to nuzzle up against. We'll see if it survives. I don't know. But they continue to get in the garden. And I will say this. They're so stinking cute. Like There's nothing cuter than a cute little garden bed with a cute little kitten. Except also, I don't want my tomatoes to be fertilized with cat shit, you know? I just, I don't think it works the same as cow shit, you know? Cat shit fertilized tomatoes. I don't think there's a market for that, okay? I don't think that I want to be in the market for that. However, the cats continue. They continue to get in my garden, okay? And here's why. 
I have not set clear boundaries with them. I have not created clear boundaries that say you do not belong here, such as putting in netting or wire caging so they cannot get inside. And because I have not set clear boundaries, of course they're not going to listen to me. First of all, they're cats. They don't listen to anybody. But they are going to continue to break those boundaries if I do not set clear ones with them and if I don't set consequences. One of the ladies that worked at the garden center recommended that I spread a little uh, cayenne pepper on top of the soil because basically the cats would get in there, they'd get it on their paws, it would obviously irritate them, and it would discourage them from coming back. But again, my overly protective husband says he thinks that's cruel, and so we have chosen not to do that. And the cats continue to get in my yard, and, and we will see what happens when I get back from Europe, if there will be anything left except one big just mound of cat poop and mangled plants. I don't know. But the lesson here, let me get back. I really got on a tangent there. Sometimes you have to set boundaries to show others how to love you better. This is true for my cats in my yard. And this is also true for us as people in our lives. Boundaries are not something that we do to disrespect other people, but it's actually something we do because we respect ourselves and the other people that we're in relationship with. I can sit here and be angry and resentful towards my cats all day long. But I'm responsible for setting that boundary. And if I don't set the boundary, all that's going to happen is I'm going to continue to grow angrier and more resentful. Boundaries are a loving thing to do. They teach others in your life how to respect you and love you. And it is your responsibility to set them for yourself. They're good for all parties involved. Sometimes you just have to set them to show others how to love you better. Last but not least, lesson five, mindful planning sets you up for success. You know, I've always liked to think of myself as a go with the flow, fly by the seat of my pants kind of girl, and I do like to leave room for spontaneity in my life, but I know, I know that mindful planning has always helped me towards whatever goal it is that I'm pursuing. Now, how does this connect back to my yarden? Well, as you're listening to this, if you're listening to this live as it's recorded, I am currently in Europe, which is very far away from my yarden, which makes it very hard to water it when I'm, you know, thousands and thousands of miles away. But because I knew I was going to be on the road for a full month, I decided to put in some drip irrigation on a timer, which means that while I'm gone, my drip irrigation, assuming that I set everything up correctly, fingers crossed, will water my yard in at a set time during a set day of every single week while I'm gone. So I can rest easy that it's taken care of. If I did not plan for this ahead of time, my garden would pretty much have no hope when I returned and all the time and energy I put into it would be completely wasted. And I think that this is also a lesson that we can apply to a lot of other things. Yes, leave room for spontaneity in your life. But I think by knowing what your goals are, by knowing what you want for the future, you can work backwards and plan accordingly. Maybe for you, that means planning out your day so you don't feel like you get to the end of the day and didn't get anything done. Clarity is kindness to yourself and to other people. So creating a plan can help you get successful. It's like going on a trip. If you don't have the destination planned and the stops along the way, you have no idea where you're going to end up. We had to plan for this trip to Europe. I had to book things in advance. I had to decide where we were staying, what we were going to do, how long we were going to be there. And mindful planning is going to make that trip so much more enjoyable. Mindful planning is going to make sure that my garden thrives. And mindful planning for you in your life in all areas, whether it's work, personal, family, physical health, mental health, 
with your kiddos, whatever it is, mindful planning sets you up for success. There you have it, folks. Five things my yarden is teaching me, or maybe I should say re-teaching me because so many lessons that we have in our lives, we have to relearn over and over and over again as they pertain to different areas of our life. This project has been seriously so much fun for me, and I love that I get to bring you along for the journey. I am learning so much as I go, and I am hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I get to have a fruitful bounty and harvest from this year's yarden. And uh, yeah, we'll just see what's alive when I get back from Europe. Hopefully my mindful planning paid off. I am sending y'all so, so much love. I'll see y'all right back here. Same time, same place next week. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.